Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. to the show once again everyone big dave lemon along with my partner joe rodriguez for another poker action line for you as we head into the holiday season and uh for some people they're happy to see it come for some people they're just not out of the woods yet they're uh, hoping for 2021 to come and and everything to get straightened out of course we do have a our first vaccine we those of us uh that are lower on the totem pole probably won't get it for a while but uh, certainly, it's great to see our healthcare workers get it right away. Some of our older people uh, at nursing homes and that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it's been a problem, obviously, uh, coming down the, the stretch of the uh, Trump administration here. And he's very upset that it didn't come out before the election. But, uh, you know, I think they rushed things as, as, uh, as well as they could have. And, uh, you know. Certainly, we are moving forward. So we'll hope that 2021 changes as people have been waiting for a while. Uh, happiness is not uh, spread around the poker world right now because uh, Pennsylvania just had all their casinos and poker rooms shut down again. Uh, Vegas, uh, Sheldon Adelson had to close the Palazzo. Uh, he still has uh, the Venetian open, but uh, they had to close the Palazzo. They're just obviously... Joe, and you've been out there many times, you know how slow things must be and how much money they were used to have coming in and need to keep everything going. Absolutely. I mean, uh, out in Vegas, I have no idea because I don't know how large their, you know, (laughs) their staffing is and keeping everybody up. I mean, um, I know what I know that we're doing really good down here, you know, thank, you know, all things considered. In Miami Dade, um, you know the casinos in Broward haven't haven't missed a beat since June. I mean, you know they've been open all the regular hours that that they're allowed to be open, while we haven't down here. So obviously, you know we're, we're dealing from a disadvantage point as far as promotions are concerned and everything else. So um, it is very hard, you know, but. You know, guys, you know, the numbers are just scary as can possibly be. I mean, 50,000 yeah, people sure. in, I think, have passed away in less than a month out of 300,000, yeah. give or take, that have passed here. That's that's just very scary, you know, and um, I, I don't want to make light of it because, as, as we've mentioned on the show, my daughter, my wife, and myself, you know, we went through it. And, you know, for the most part, it was absolutely nothing. I mean, I... I've had minor colds that were more upsetting than that, you know, and, you know, but I've got a friend of mine in North Carolina who is today spending his 22nd day, I believe it is, in the hospital. He's about 15, 16 years younger than I am. So he's a young man in his mid 40s. And, uh, you know, it's scary. And, you know, this, 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 this thing picks and chooses people, you yeah, know, randomly true. for to see who's at, who's who's going to get it really bad. So, you know, right now I'm more concerned with, like you said, Dave, getting the vaccine and making sure that people get it because there's so many people out there that aren't going to take that. that yeah, that well, let's give it a chance to see how it works before we get into too much of a discussion of what's happening. Uh, and that side, we've been talking it on almost every show, and I mean, it's natural, but uh, as far as uh, the world of poker, there's so much going on right now. Uh, we'll update you on what's happening with this hybrid event, the, the main event of the World Series of Poker. Uh, they have actually played down to a winner in Europe. They have played down to a final table here in the United States. Still some stuff to go, and uh, we'll update you on who's uh, been coming into money and that sort of thing. A lot of big names playing uh, in this thing, but, uh, you know, from around the country on their computers. But... Uh, Pretty soon, people will be getting back together later in the month for the final table of the uh, U.S. side. That is going to be on December 28th. And then on the 30th, the European champion, who I'll mention was Damien Salas. 
if you remember that, he made the uh, November 9 three years ago, and uh, he's from Argentina. He ended up winning the European side, so uh, he will be traveling over to the U.S. to take on the American champion for the all the marbles, I guess. Uh, I'll give you some numbers, obviously way down from a normal tournament, but we'll get to some of that in just a bit. I want to start with something... Uh, uh, that Joe has been through many times, I'm sure, maybe not personally, but at least has seen things happen. And that is what happens when you actually have a physical altercation in your room? Because there is a video going around now. One of the most popular dealers uh, around the country, uh, his name is a uh, big black guy known as Patches. Uh, actually, uh, this, was ha this occurred at, uh, at the Aria. And I guess he was being badgered by uh, one of the players, and they end up fighting in the room. Well, Dave, uh, the reason he got so upset was because he was called the N-word. And I guess that's what triggered it. I don't know what was said leading up to that, but, you know, uh, yeah, that's a very viral video going around around uh, the poker world. And it's a damn shame because, you know, all accounts is that, uh, this guy's a really good dealer and a really nice guy. Well, probably in your experience, you probably wouldn't be called the N-word, but uh, you certainly have had altercations verbally with players. Have you had a physical altercation ever with a, with a, with a patron? Absolutely. Uh, myself, I've, I've, you know, I've had a guy who, who just upset me so much that, uh, I was the one who's actually very unprofessional. <laughs> I had had enough and, and just, uh, you know, went off on him and started to go at him. Um, he had, he had pushed every single button and, uh, you know, you know how they say one more word and, and that's it. And somebody says, what and you go, that's the word. <laughs> that's, that's how it was for me. And, um, you know, I've had dealers and, and, you know, patrons get up because they've, you know, insulted their mothers, uh, you know, a variety of reasons. But most of the physical altercations uh, come player to player as, as opposed right, to, you right. know, an employee. That would be, and, that would be fairly commonplace. That, that, if that, just happened, that just happened less than two, about two and a half weeks ago. Really? So uh, that happened just as I had gotten back to work um from my two you know 16 days that i was out with the with you know for the COVID until i right. tested negative um i believe that happened either the first or second day i was back where two guys literally bumped into each other i had to go into the camera room uh in my office had the police in there and um both patrons were very lucky that they weren't arrested because they right. both could have been arrested because they both put hands on each other it wasn't a punch. It was more of a, a shove and, you know, popping a shoulder into somebody. Um, but, you know, if, if, if the police officer had wanted to, they both could have been charged with assault and taken away. They weren't. So I just threw them out for the day. Um, both of them are players that are, you know, they frequent the establishment, the poker room quite frequently. And for the most part, you know, aren't troublemakers. So yeah. I, I allowed them to come back without asking okay. for them to be permanently barred. Okay. Well, Patches, and I don't, I'm sorry, I apologize because I don't have his real name. I did read it in the story I read about a week ago or several days ago, but I don't have it in front of me right now. But supposedly, uh, and it's funny how uh, there's always one guy there who thinks to uh, pick up his phone and put it on and film it. Uh, so this was on uh, social media. Uh, and the fight started near the table. Uh, they were grabbing and rolling around kind of, uh, not on the ground, but on uh, grabbing each other. And, uh, the dealer did get in a couple of good punches and the player ran away. Uh, the players all jumped in to separate the two and the dealer then chased after the player who picked up a small table and tried to throw it before, uh, the other people grabbed him. So nothing serious, no, uh, serious injuries. But uh, this is a dealer that is very well liked, and uh, he was simply protecting himself, basically. Uh, but the, play, the players in the area set up a GoFundMe page, hoping to collect twenty-five hundred dollars, and they had already passed fifty-seven hundred. So, 
Uh, it's obvious that uh, they're certainly on his side. The only downside really for the future is whether he will lose his license or not. Uh, how do, in the, in, in the physical altercations that you handle, um, is there a process where you have to travel to the uh, state office and uh, hash things out or is it uh, no, a legal issue with the police? Well, let me tell you something. In this particular case, I think one, uh, where the charges would be pressed, being that you just mentioned they both, you know, because the part of the video I saw, <laughs> they couldn't control him as he chased the. Uh, He's a big uh, man. The, the player, yeah, it's a big. That's a big man. Is right. Um, so, you know, at that point, as an establishment, you you almost have you know it sucks. No matter how nice he is, you have no choice but to let him go. Um, then. I don't know what the Nevada, you know, state, you know, rules are. Um, I would imagine they're a lot lax, a lot more lax than any of them anywhere else. Because I know that uh, in the past, I don't know if it's still true. You used to go into audition for a job in there. They'd let you audition right there and say, "Okay, go to the sheriff's office and get your license," and you were licensed right there. And I mean, you know, it's one, two, three. Um, my guess is he'll probably have his license if not suspended. I mean, if not, um, you know, taken uh, away, taken away, suspended. Um, my guess is he's going to have a very difficult time with that video out there being in this business, because no matter what, a, what a great dealer he is, he's already snapped once. Yeah. You know, and and I'll, again, I'll... no, no, no fault of his, you know, you know, you, you and I will never be called that word, but uh, you know, Somebody, like I said, I've I've completely lost it in the poker room after a couple of days of somebody just just poking yeah. me with with you know with everything. So. Well, certainly not as serious, but uh, I've been called fat, so I don't like that too much. Yeah, well, hey, listen, <laughs> I, <laughs> you and I can both be called that, big Dave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the bottom line, I guess, is the room can ban that player for forever, for a year, forever, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and probably follow suit in other rooms. Joe, so. jumping in. Yes, hey everybody. Uh, just this is kind of a common thing in the work environment. I had a friend that worked in a cell phone store. Customer came in, was a little belligerent, threw the phone at my friend. Like the phone whizzed past my friend's face, and my friend, you know, obviously was very upset by that and came around the the counter and kind of grab the guy by like, you, you know, your lapel by the collar. Like, you know, you, you, you grab someone like, what's the problem? And the person had thrown something at his face. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. My friend was fired. The customer was, uh, you know, asked to leave, but you just can't get into any kind of altercation at all anymore. Otherwise yeah. you're going to be bounced out. That's just well, the way it is. It's sad. Well, the it's thing easy. is, is Joe, you know, this, uh, you probably, when certain things happen, you know, it's all over, things are calming down and you say, well, that's over. But in today's world, the guy can go out to his car and reach under the seat and bring his gun back in and, and shoot somebody. That's, that's got to be the scary part of it. And that thread has been made in my poker room. Okay. Um, where somebody just said, man, you know, and, you know, da, 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 you're trying to stop it. And, you know, quickly the guy go, I'll go to my, my car and get my gun. And at that point, you know, you, you, you immediately hold on to people. Um, Joe, I, 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 like you said, there's no tolerance for any physical, um, you know, reaction from an employee. I would imagine the only exception to that is if, is if obviously you're being hit and you're, trying to defend yourself there better be witnesses and, and videotape that you know that back you up on that yeah a videotape and witnesses and even then it's like hey man you ended up in a physical confrontation with one of our customers clients nothing matters you gotta go like you weren't able to avoid it and it's very unfortunate but that's that's the way uh the way things are now and as the as this 2020 has unfolded this year, obviously there's lots of uh, ra racial animus. Uh, things like that are really uh, exploding more and more often. Also, we have the added uh, conflict between conservatives and liberals. Basically, with this whole political election, 
that we've gone through. And, uh, you know, someone makes a couple comments about Trump that someone else doesn't like, then all of a sudden, you know, we're just, we're, we're on a powder keg right now for sure. Uh, yeah, Joe, I mean, Dave, excuse me. That is something really big right now that, you know, between the election, what's happened after the election, you know, this whole year is just an absolute crazy year. Remember, this is not the only altercation that went viral. Remember, <laughs> yeah, a for sure. Ago, I showed you guys about the somewhere in Malaysia where, and you know, that guy should be a pitcher in the major leagues. <laughs> he grabbed his stool <laughs> well, and nailed the guy squarely yeah, in the face. Hit him with the stool. Anybody out there who hasn't seen it? So uh, exactly, you know. Uh, do you actually walk around the room listening for maybe when you start to see a political dis- discussion that you jump in and say, "Listen, uh, let's not take it there." You know, it's funny because I haven't heard any of that uh, in my room. Um, one of the things I've been praised for over the last few weeks since I came back, I actually instilled it the week before I came back, um, where I've canceled, um, you know, high hands because of what I believe is collusion. People, you know, oh, call me so there's enough money in the pot. So I am not allowing um you know people to get like this i have a lot of women in there so my room has gotten very quiet you don't hear that um i'm not to say that that doesn't happen all over but the fights that have been that i've witnessed over 30 years down here in south florida have been more the machismo part of it you know where where someone just takes a slight offense to you know to their manhood uh because of a comment that somebody says and it's escalated from there um you know as i've mentioned i've had two people that were thrown out of the place and one guy who came back and got arrested for trespassing and uh wound up spending 11 months in jail to to complete a a probation uh deal that he made because he was out on on federal probation when he got arrested so you know you see all all kinds of things i've seen them throw chairs not at anybody but just they've gotten pissed thrown chairs i've seen them throw cards um i did see one person as joe mentioned about his friend throw a cell phone um you know it's it's just you know people getting upset and and you know they're usually barred from the room after that well, it's always something I know, and uh, you have to watch for it closely. Uh, let's change gears a little bit. Uh, Michigan, uh, still the state uh, getting ready to come online. There was a story that came out today that there are have been 15 online gaming licenses issued uh, to all kinds of big name companies like uh, Wind Sports, uh, Parks uh, has a license, the Golden Nugget, uh, Churchill Downs. William Hill that you're familiar with, Joe, FanDuel, and, and several others. Now, not all of these are going to offer poker. Uh, mainly, a lot of these people are getting involved because they want the sports betting uh, uh, situation. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, they're moving forward. And these these 15 uh, sites actually have to now uh, provide information and uh, that they are meeting the regulatory requirements before they can actually launch. So uh, it depends on how quickly they get this stuff in before they'll open. But we said at one time, maybe by Christmas, eh, still a possibility, but probably uh, right after the first of the year, Michigan will be the next state to offer online gaming, including poker. Uh, Let's get to the World Series of Poker, because I want to talk about that. You know, Joe, you were kind of wondering about the numbers what was going to happen. Uh, they have already played down, as I mentioned, to the winner in Europe. Uh, they had the three starting days over there, and they finished up uh, today, actually, at the King's Casino in the Czech Republic, and the winner, Damien Salas. But let's give you some numbers. Uh, in the European side, and this is all online play, uh, 674 players, the prize pool about $6.5 million. And then on uh, the uh, opening day for WSOP.com with the U.S. facing side, they end up with 705 uh, for a total prize pool of $6.76 million. So uh, sounds like big numbers, but when you compare it to the main event live, uh, certainly it's just a fraction of that. It really is. Um, you know, those numbers are actually very low. 
those numbers are very low. Let me correct um, that. The total prize pool was the thirteen point two million, actually. So, uh, and then right, right. Well, million yeah, dollars yeah. that they're going to throw in for the cha- the cha- head-to-head champion. But uh, thirteen million, and I'm you know I'm I don't have the other numbers in front of me, but I remember when there there was a first plot prize of eight million. You got to figure that uh, you know the prize pool was I don't know what it would be for like a Jamie Gold year. What would you say, Joe? What what the prize pool was then? Yeah. What was the, uh, the you know, first place was eight million? Was the, uh, eight million, and it was twelve. No, no. The, when Jamie Gold won, he won twelve million. Remember, oh, 12, Jamie I Gold he won. Eight. He got twelve million. Oh, it was eight thousand players. That's right. Eight thousand and something players, and they decided to you know adjust the payout. So Jamie Gold, you know, won twelve million there. So what are we looking at there? Uh, eight thousand times. Times, times ten thousand. Know, times ten thousand minus three uh, percent, which is what they take out for the prize pool. I mean, for the tips and everything else. So, what what are we looking at so here? We're talking 70s, eighty million, say eighty million. Eighty just million. Under. Take yeah, probably just about eighty million because it was eight thousand and change. So, um, you know, that prize pool had to be roughly eighty million, uh, give or take a few million. So, you know. Um, Little, little different when this is thirteen thousand. So. Yeah, and that was the biggest one of all. So we're figure over the last few years, let's call it sixty-five million. So we're talking that this prize pool this year was about twenty percent of that. Well, just think about it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen numbers. You know, the combined entries between both the Europe and, and the U.S. was uh, thirteen hundred and something players. Correct. Uh, yeah. 701, 600 and change in the other yeah, 13, 1,400 players. Still. We haven't seen numbers like that since before Moneymaker. You know, I remember, I don't know about you, Dave, but I remember when the, the entry pool jumped from 2,000 and change, uh, you know, to, I mean, 200 and change, all of a sudden to like 800 people. And, you know, everybody was like going crazy. And within two years, it was already over 2,000, and it just kept growing from there. So, you know, WSOP hasn't seen numbers this low in easily probably close to 20 years. Well, let's talk about the U.S. side because they played down to the final table. They'll return uh, – <clears throat> actually, they'll go to Vegas and play uh, at the Rio on December the 28th. The winner will then meet the European champion in a head-to-head play for a million dollars on December 30th. So that closes out that thing. Well, and looking at the payouts though, for the U S side, uh, they're down to that final table. And I really am not familiar with any of the players except one who is the guy with my favorite name. Who is that? Oh, I can't even come close to pronouncing that name. That's, that's... Upeshka da Silva. Upeshka da Silva <laughs> made the final table. Uh, he's eighth in chips. Uh, Ronald Jenkins, I think, is a is a pretty well known name because he made a lot of videos over the years. Uh, he's at two point four million, so I have heard of him as well. Uh, the chip leader is Joseph Abair with thirteen million chips. Sean Stroke is second with five point two, so a huge lead going into that final table for Abair. Yeah, uh, well, we've had a few of those where it's been a whole lot. Did they start with fifty thousand in chips like the year before? I believe so. Okay. Well, very interesting. 50 or 30. I'm not sure exactly. Um, But there are a lot of big names played in this event. Uh, We'll tell you how some of them finished. But I wanted to talk about the prize money, uh, which was very bizarre, in my opinion, uh, the way it's structured from top to bottom at the final table. Uh, The top, the winner will get 1.55 million. And the and the second place finisher will get just a little over a million. So two players in seven figures, third place drops down to 529,000. But the weird thing is the bottom of the final table. Ninth place is $98,000. And then it goes up to 125, 163. And it really takes off about fourth place. So that to me is a little bit strange. Is that to you? Very strange. Um, I mean, look at the look at the big difference here. You're talking 15 times the difference. Yeah. When you've, when you've had the other final tables, remember you make the final table is a million dollars minimum. 
And, you know, first place has been, what, $8 million over the last few years, 7 or $8 million. So For first place? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit less than that, I think. Okay. No, 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 I think you're about right. right. I think you're about right. That, you know, yeah. second place has been somewhere around $5 million. Right, you're right. And third, drops about $3 million. To, You know, 5 point something, then it's like a little over $4 million, $3 million. You know, the, the jump from ninth to eighth to seventh, you may not even get to $2 million in, in that jump. But, you know, you're looking at seven times the difference there. Um, did they pay 15% of the, of the pool, you know, of the 700 change? So that would have been 100 and, 100 and something people would have been paid there. Right. So uh, the structure had to have been posted before. So why there's such a large – maybe that's the reason why – the numbers were down too, you know, yeah, uh, it's be. an extremely, most people in tournaments love top heavy for first place. Um, you know, but when you're putting up $10,000 yeah. to play, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you may like the numbers spread out just yeah. a little bit more. So in case you don't get to that final three or four spots. Uh, yeah. Know, well, I, I just it found it hit. very bizarre when I looked at these numbers, but uh, just to give you the final table uh you may not have heard of many of these guys, but Joseph Abair is the chip leader. Sean stroke second, Ryan Haggerty in third place. Uh, Ye Yuan in fourth, Michael Cannon, Gershon Distenfeld, Ron Jenkins, Upeshka da Silva and Harrison Dobin. Those are your final table lists there. And uh, we'll give you a little information later about the European, but some of the players that went pretty deep, uh, there were uh, some big names that went down to the final four tables, but did not make the money. Uh, most, most Sharanya was 35th. Joseph Chong made it to 33rd place. Jason Somerville, 32nd. Uh, Maria Ho finished 22nd. Another great performance by her in the World Series of Poker. Jared Greiner was 20th. Martin Zabani, 12th. And Anthony Spinella was the bubble boy finishing 10th and making 77,000. So um, that was your that is your uh, field down there for the World Series of Poker. And again, we look forward to uh, December 28th when they get back together at the Rio. Did I hear you correctly when you said that um... – the final four table and they didn't make the money. Was that there was no? Did they, didn't that make the, they didn't make the final table. Is what I meant oh, to say. okay. So they made the money at that point. Yeah, um, the, the the biggest name that I see that made the money for a twenty thousand dollar payout. I don't know if that was the bottom of the pay list, but that was Nick Schulman in fifty fifth. Uh, Galen Hall, one of your favorites, finished fifty third. Darren Elias was fiftieth. Freddie Deeb, 46th, and Matt, Matt Salzberg, 41st, Scott Seaver, 39th. So that's some of the finishers, a lot of big names played in the event. But you kind of wonder, after looking at Polk versus DeGranu, uh, you know, where the skill level differs between those that play well online and those that play well live. Well, but again, you're mentioning that, um, you know, outside of your your boy there, <laughs> Um you know, unheard names, you know, when you have a tournament that has that many people in it, you know, it's a lot, a lot of luck is involved in it, Big Dave, you know, um, uh, you have to go through a lot of obstacle courses and survive them to, to get to the final table. That's why, you know, it's amazing when we do see a top-notch pro, um, you know, come close to the final table, you know, in, in normal years when we've got, you know, six, seven, 8,000 people, right, you know, in the tournament. So um, heads up is a big difference. Heads up yeah, is a big no difference. Question. So, so no this tournament, you know, it, it is. And, you know, to be honest with you, with everything going on in my, in the room and me taking over the room again, I had, I had actually put the Negrano and Polk on the back burner, totally forgot about them. Um, not not to stay away from the WSOB and with people that we don't know, but how's that going, by the way? Uh, well, Polk is pulling away. He's up oh, oh, close to a million dollars. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he really he really pulled away. And I want to talk a little bit about that, but we'll save it for later in the show. Uh, just to let you know who won the European side, and this was uh, uh, finished up about, uh, I don't know, I guess it finished up today. It started uh, about a week ago. 
So they had three separate days to buy in and uh, they had uh, just, just a comparison. And this is easy to look at Salas uh, defeated over 7,200 players his year in 2017 to make the final table. So, uh, you know, this was just a total of 674, but he did pick up 1.55 million. Damien Salas from Argentina, uh, defeating uh, Bruno Batillon from Brazil in second place. And uh, I have not heard of any of the other players. Uh, Stoyan Obreshkov, I guess, uh, might be uh, fairly well known, but uh, the final table there. Uh, was quite a bit different, but a very similar uh, line of payouts there. They had the top eight. I guess they had an eight-person table, final table there. Uh, eighth place won 109000 all the way up to third, uh, so let's say fourth place, about a half a million. Hmm. All right. Well, interesting, interesting. The, the, the only thing I can tell you that's interesting among the WSOP is that uh, this week I – I reached out to um, to a guest that we had on our show a few years ago. Who is that? Who is very famous for? Who is very famous? Had a very famous uh, hand that went that went viral on YouTube. Um, and this particular guest was in studio with us. Uh, uh, very very beautiful very beautiful lady that was in studio with us. Uh, Stacy, uh, remember Stacy Stacy Madison. Uh huh. And uh, was it William Kasuf? Kasuf against Kasuf, right? Yeah. So um, is she still, still uh, running the school for the? She, uh, well, they the shut brothers? the school down, but she's training people individually. And okay. um, found out through one of her students, uh, whose name I can't mention because they're they're actually employed by a different company that works in the casino. Okay. And that's that's against their rules, but um, just mentioned it out because that student mentioned that oh I had just taken over the room, so I had some nice conversations with Stacy this yeah, week, yeah. and and I told I said we'd love to have her back on the show talk about yeah. what's happening in her definitely, poker definitely night since, uh, since we last spoke. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's been a couple of years. I, think, uh, I figured I I'd tell you that, one- Dave. I wanted to mention one hand from the European, the uh, the, the last hand that gave uh, Salas the title. Uh, he Salas had about a five to three chip lead going into heads of play against Bruno Batillon. And uh, the Batillon actually uh, took the lead right away, uh, but Salas regained the advantage and then never lost it again. Uh, going into the final hand, he had a three to one chip lead. And Salas limped in. I want to run down this one hand because I thought it was a bizarre way kind of to end the tournament. But Salas uh, limped in for 600000 with King 8 offsuit, King of Diamonds, 8 of Hearts. Uh, and Batillon had 7 and 3 of Hearts. So the flop came down. Uh, obviously, uh, Batillon called the 600K. Uh the flop came down king four two, giving Salas a pair of kings. Uh, Batillon checked. Salas checked behind him with the top pair. The turn was a six of hearts. Now there's there's a possible uh, flush draw there for Batillon and an inside straight draw. So he checked again. Salas bet a million. Batillon check raised him to two point eight million. Salas called. The river was an eight of clubs so the straight doesn't get there the flush doesn't get there but two but pairs he, for <laughs> yeah but he moved all in Batillon did for 6.6 million trying to bluff him off the hand and uh salas uh had the kings and eights that's a that's a quick call in my opinion you're gonna have to show me a straight to beat me or set, you know, unless he hit a set of sixes is the only other hand I would have put him on right. when he when he moved that, when he did that kind of money. So uh, depending on how long they had been playing, <laughs> it could have been just somebody getting tired. Who knows how long they had been on air. That's true. That's you true. You know? 
So, but uh, obviously, won the won the title easily, uh, catching that bluff there at the end. Uh, so, it cost uh, Batillon, I guess, uh, you know, eventually about half a million dollars. But uh, you're right; uh, maybe he had kind of given up his uh, shot at winning in his own mind. Yeah, again, uh, you know what gets to me, Dave? It's funny because some some of the tournaments that I've down very, very deep in, and uh, I've had some very short and some extremely long final tables, you know, and um, frustration kind of sets in, right. especially if your opponent has been either sucking out on you or has just been pushing you off her hands and, uh, you know, you decide, hey, next time, you know, this, this he can't have what he's representing and uh, you decide you're going to, Teach him a lesson by being super aggressive and, you know, to pick the bad time to go speedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In particular case, when, when your opponent is sitting with top two pairs on yeah, a board exactly. like that, you know, uh, you're going to have to show me a straight or a set. So, Well, as we head to break, I do want to mention uh, shortly that uh, the TV show, an old-time favorite, returning to air. Uh, I don't know if you watched this much back in the day, but the the, the program High Stakes Poker is making a return to uh, – it's actually going to be on Poker Go, and it starts tomorrow, the 16th of December, with their first show. Uh, so they are uh, coming back and uh, debuting at 8, 8 p.m. tomorrow night. So they have announced the hosts and their familiar names from this show. Gabe Kaplan is going to be hosting uh, – High Stakes Poker, and A.J. Benza, who did some commentary back in the day, uh, is going to be back on the show. So two old favorites returning to the booth to do the commentating for uh, the action there. Uh, Kaplan is now 75 years old, and I guess... Mr. Uh, Connor, right? Hey, oh, yeah. Connor. Mr. Connor. Yeah. That's What's it. that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Connor, exactly, for those yeah, people know, who remember like, that. He, like, he looks shows- pretty good, by the way. Uh, still working? Say. This guy is still working. That's incredible. What a comeback. <laughs> there you go. Welcome back, Gabe, instead of Cotter. There you Ex- go. Exactly. Anyway, he's 75 years old, and uh, A.J. Benza was on the first couple of seasons before uh, giving way to uh, Kara Scott, who took over for him. And then eventually <laughs> Kaplan was replaced by Norm MacDonald for the last part of the show. But that show has not been on for nearly 10 years. Well, you know, I didn't watch I it back Did then. You watch it? I didn't watch it back then, Dave. So didn't watch it then, believe, you won't watch it now. I don't believe I'm going to watch it now, but I do want to see somebody come up and go, I was sick, signed Epstein's mother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the players that are gonna, you're going to see on the show, Phil Ivey is going to be playing, Bryn Kenny, uh, Tom Dwan, Phil Helmuth, uh, Jean Robert Balland, Doug Polk, uh, Brandon Adams, and... James Board, some of the interesting uh, players that we'll be playing. So that all gets underway this week, and you can pick that up on Poker Go. Uh, subscriptions available. They're renewing everybody, I think, for next year. And uh, we will uh, check that out and report on that. But let's go to break. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line. When we come back, we got a couple other things to talk about. Uh, we'll get to Negreanu and Poke and where that stands few other things that are uh, happening big tournament over in tampa at the seminole hard rock in tampa finished up last week and they got a really nice turnout for that one and uh still to come some big tournaments at uh, in south florida at the uh, seminole hard rock in hollywood has the fun in the sun tournament right after christmas and right after the first of the year we'll have the palm beach kennel club back in action hosting the card player tour so all those things to talk about when we come back You're listening to Poker Action Line with Big Dave and Joe. Hope you'll stick around. We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide and right now this game is in a play for free test mode and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. 
The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky. The eaters of men, cannibals. Firelight glistened on their oiled bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. Only one thought gave him courage as he ran. His canoe, ready, waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, uh, as we head into the second half of the program. And we do want to mention, uh, uh, if people are wondering about this World Series of Poker uh, final table where players actually travel to Vegas and will be playing at the same table, uh, they might be wondering, well, why are they doing that? Uh, well, you know, they have had this plan for a while, and I know there's been some outbreaks around the country and things have been picking up there, but uh, they do feel like they uh, – can stop the problem with some serious uh, testing procedures for the players, uh, very stringent. Uh, they'll go under players will undergo a full health screening, you know, whether they get anything on the plane on the way out, who knows. But uh, if they do test positive for the virus, uh, they will be disqualified from the tournament and receive a minimum payout from what's left of the remaining players. Uh, if they don't want to travel to Vegas and play, then they'll also be disqualified and given a minimum payout. So, uh, you basically got no choice if you want to want your shot at $1.5 million. So uh, I guess my question to you, Joe, is uh, you've been back in action uh, at uh, the Casino Miami Poker Room. Some of the places in town have uh, the plexiglass in between spots. You guys don't and a few others don't. The Hard Rock does. Dania does. Uh, some others are going without that. Have you uh, noticed any problem or people complaining uh, because they feel like they're in danger at all? No, not at all. I'm, I'm the only de- Well, I don't want to say not at all. I've had people complain because the customer at the table has lowered their mask to do yeah. something. You know, there's no eating or drinking at the table. Um, you know, the same pain in the asses that, uh, you know, consistently bring their mask down are, you know, the, the people who, you know, I hear the complaints about. And it's, it's always the exact same, same group of four or five players, Dave. Okay. Yeah, I, I figure that's pretty much the normal course of events that the same people always cause the problems. Exactly. It's, you know, it's the same, you know, I'm, I'm, I've mentioned this for many years and so far I've been able to achieve half of, half of my goal. And that is to increase women playing in the room. Right. And um, this past Saturday I had six different women, um, you know, that I had, never seen before in the poker room playing poker and having a good time there. So, um, and right before we took our break, Dave, you mentioned about tournaments. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to bring back tournaments on a weekly basis over there to casino Miami. And if right. all things, if all things, uh, go well, 
I'm hoping to have my first, uh, you know, 10K guarantee for 120 buy-in. Um, first place being guaranteed $5,000 on um, the first Sunday of the new year, which I believe is January 3rd. So I'll, I'll give you more information. I Hopefully I'll have a lot more information for next week's show. Okay. Uh, let's get to uh, Polk Negreanu. People are wondering what's happening there. Uh, Daniel's having a rough time, and uh, they are getting close to uh, 12,500 hands. Uh, right now, they are, uh, I guess, uh, about 11,000, from what I can tell. Um, and Polk leads uh, by $814,000. And uh, Daniel's had a rough time of it with uh, a lot of coolers and a lot of uh, – uh, hands that he thought he was in pretty good shape, and, and in no way was he. Uh, I've seen a couple of them, and there's been some pretty big hands that have been mentioned. Uh, just to just to give you an idea, um, you know, a couple of the coolers that he's run into. One hand, he had ace king of clubs, ran into Polk's pocket aces. Wow! <laughs> all in preflop. That's that's a, a normal cooler, I guess. You see, uh, there was one hand where. Uh, Daniel had ace queen offsuit and uh, Polk had king 10 of hearts. There were two hearts on the flop and then a turn on uh, brought another uh, heart to give him uh, the flush. And uh, then finally, the last hand that I looked at, uh, Negranu had uh, pocket kings or I'm sorry, uh, pocket aces uh, and, and Polk had pocket kings. But of course, there was a king on the flop, and then two wow. jacks on the turn and river. Uh, that's a tough way to lose it. Yeah, talk about. It. I mean, you know, he was dominated big time with the aces versus ace king. But uh, you know, you're you're like a nine to one favorite aces against kings, if not more. And, you know, that's just the way the cards run. You know, uh, has there been any indication that Daniel will? You know, call it call we'll it a quit day at twelve five once, when he reached yeah. twelve five. No, he uh, basically has almost suggested that he would like uh, to go the Double other way. Mistakes. He said if he Double wants to play to a hundred thousand hands, uh, he said I would do that. <laughs> that's course, my boy folks Daniel. Says, there, folks says know? if that's, that's something that's he wants to do. Folks said if that's something he wants to do, course, I'm down with that. You know? So. Uh, you know, these, these, are, these two have big poker egos. <laughs> yeah, so sure. um, that would be great. I love, I love hearing that. So that's good. But uh, people that have watched uh, the matches, been commentating on the matches, say that Daniel has uh, had some, uh, some rough card luck. It has been card dead at times and uh, maybe pushing a little too hard when he didn't have the goods. And uh, uh, Polk has been taking advantage of that. But uh you know, it's, sometimes there's a little luck involved as well. There was one hand that uh, uh, Polk had a misclick and actually had 9-7 offsuit and 5-bet the hand and then picked up a 7 on the flop. So, uh, you know, sometimes when you make a mistake and you, and you get uh, a, a positive result, you certainly are feeling pretty good about what's happened. But uh, they just say that uh, Daniel's had some cold decks so far, and uh, he actually had to deposit more money into his uh, WSOP account to keep on playing. But if you want to see his reaction, and if you enjoy the uh, outbursts that Helmuth has had over the years, uh, there is a little uh, – one of the episodes is, is on the story on uh, Card Player called uh, – Poker Pro Doug Polk up nearly one million in grudge match against Negreanu, and about three quarters of the way down the page, you can actually, uh, you know, watch a little uh, rerun of one of the sessions. It's about three hours long, but at the start, there's a description by uh, Negreanu evaluating a bunch of hands, and he doesn't uh, spare any uh, naughty words in that one. <laughs> well, that's you know. I I've had to have them spare those words in my room, but I guess online there's no, <laughs> no problem to that. He said, uh, Negreanu actually tweeted earlier in the week that he had played 25 pots where all the money was in the middle before the river. And in 20, all 25 of those situations, he didn't suck out a single time. Wow. 
and uh, very interesting that he kept track of that. But uh, you know, that's that's what makes him a Hall of Fame poker player, knowing, yeah. remembering those hands, and you know, putting that in the memory bank. They played for five hours last Thursday, uh, over a thousand hands. And Polk won about 173,000 in that session, calling it the luckiest session of the challenge thus far. Uh, the quote from uh, Negreanu was, uh, he says, it is epic. Heads up poker is bananas. Why am I not losing more? That's the effing question. I feel like I should be losing 20 million. <laughs> That's, again, without having watched any of those. Probably yeah. how a lot of us would feel, especially when you haven't well, been able to suck out once, as he mentioned, in 25 all-in hands before the river. Someone predicted there's a good uh, chance that he could end up losing $2 million, which I, I'm sure he can afford. But, uh, you know, it's it's the ego part of the thing is really the downside, I think. That, that is, that, in my opinion, Dave, you hit that nail on the head there, buddy. I don't think the money is going to be hurt him as much as the ego part of it. And especially if Polk was already talking to, you know, smack prior to this, uh, this heads up and, and got him to do that. So, uh, yeah, that after all of that said, I, it doesn't surprise me that you said he'd like to take this to a hundred thousand hands. Uh, so yeah, for sure. That, for sure. That's going to be uh, a big ego bust for him. Uh, one other big story that we've been following over 2020 is the Mike Postel story. And we thought maybe, uh, that couldn't get any weirder, but it did this week as his uh, lawyers are uh, filing in court to be removed from representation of him. Uh, I guess he hasn't, really? paid his, he hasn't paid his lawyers, allegedly. Uh, they have given him supposedly more than enough opportunity to rectify the situation before taking such an extreme advantage. But uh, this motion was filed on December 8th by his lawyers, and he said he's failed to comply with the written agreement between the firm and the client and communication has otherwise ceased between the client and the attorney. So Postel has until January 14th to respond. Uh, otherwise, the judge uh, can uh, dismiss the case uh, entirely. And if you're wondering what this lawsuit is all about, after, after uh, basically he skated on the charges that he cheated at the Stones Gambling Hall and uh, a lawsuit against Stones was thrown out, basically... Postel really hasn't been in court, but he turned around instead of just uh, thanking his lucky stars. Uh, he sued a number of big name people just, I guess, for the publicity. Who knows? But uh, a lot of big names, not only uh, Poker News and some of the sites, but uh, he, he filed against uh, uh, Doug Polk and Upwing Poker, Jonathan Little, uh, Phil Galfond, ESPN. Veronica Brill, who brought the charges originally as one of the members of the uh, TV team and uh, pretty much everybody that looked at the hands and studied them closely feels like he uh, was definitely cheating. All right. And uh, so the lawyers have said that they they want to you know remove themselves from representation yes. because of lack of pay. Yes. Wow. OK, so so this guy, this wasn't a lawsuit, Dave, where. Where if we if you win we win you know yeah so basically in my humble opinion this guy is just a complete dirtbag. Well, that just lets you know that if he had that arrangement with his his attorneys, that they weren't a hundred percent sure that they could win any any settlement. Yeah, you know. And by the way, if he wants to sue, if he wants to sue me for that comment, uh, I can use the publicity. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Postal. They could take that coin collection, huh, just like <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was, he was playing in in dollar three dollar games and allegedly made around three hundred thousand dollars over the year. So, yeah, well, hey, that in I, itself I uh, is not proof. And is he still playing anywhere? Like, uh, you know, I, somebody I letting know. him play anywhere? So. This I is, really this is uh, somebody who needs to just go away. This didn't this start at the beginning of the year, right before the pandemic. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, so. actually, I think it. Uh, I think it first came out like live, maybe about a, uh, last November, maybe something ah, like that. Okay, yeah, okay. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. You know. Yeah, I don't know on. if he likes the attention or what, but uh, 
you know, for him to think that he could actually lose that case, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Pennsylvania has actually uh, closed down their live casinos. The whole industry is closed until at least January 4th. A lot of these closings have been uh, for a period of, say, th- three, four weeks. People uh, want to go ahead and evaluate what's happening uh, as uh, people start to take this thing a little more serious. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mentioned Las Vegas. The business there is just down the tubes. Uh, we know that uh, places like uh, the Wynn had closed uh, their hotel from the early part of the week and just like reopened for Thursday through Sunday, that sort of thing. Uh, but several other people uh, like Mandalay Bay and the Mirage and, and MGM have stopped taking midweek reservations. So um the Palazzo now is the first strip casino to shut down its hotel entirely, but they are taking a beating out there. There's no question. And it's funny because uh, my youngest daughter went out there about six weeks ago and um, she got out there on a Thursday. She said it was, you know, very slow, you know, for Vegas. Uh, she stayed at the MGM, but she says that Friday and Saturday, the casino was packed. Oh yeah, and uh, just a week, and a week and a half this? ago. Which one was this? At the MGM. At the MGM. MGM. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, I didn't ask her what hotel she was staying at, but I had a uh, young dealer of mine go out there, not not ten days ago, and she said it was a lot. She she had a great time. That you know, so I. It, it is strange. Maybe it's due to the fact that the numbers have really risen over the last ten or twelve days. That they've reacted to this, but um, like I said, my my daughter told me the town was packed on Friday and Saturday, wow. which is usually the case, Dave, because you know you got a lot of people from the LA and California area that you know have anywhere from a you know two to four hours. I did want to mention before we uh, head out of here today, uh, congratulations to the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa. They had a tremendous uh, tournament here in the first part of the month. Uh, eight events, uh, actually nine events in total because of the main event. Main event was won by Max Young, uh, who won 226000 That's got to be the biggest prize ever given out there. Uh, across all the tournaments, uh, they had both their regulars and people around the state of Florida. Also, a lot of people came in nationally. Uh, there was a lot of winners in this thing. Uh, Kenneth Goldfarb won the first event. Uh, Jason Block won an event. Reminder Singh from Delray Beach down here in South Florida. He also won an event uh, picking up the $600 No Limit Hold'em. And uh, there was actually eight events. And the the, the main event paid $226,000 so, uh, uh, for first place. Uh, I don't have uh, the number. Let me see if I do. Yes, I do. 779 players for the $1,700 main event. And a prize pool that they guaranteed two hundred thousand swelled to one point two million, so uh, about six times what they expected, or at least needed for a minimum. So, um, doing very well over there. It's a it's a nice facility. I have been there several times, and uh, the poker room is very large, and they handle a lot of business there in the Tampa Bay area. So. Uh, they will uh, obviously move into 2021 with high hopes, I'm sure. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we, everything returns in, to, to normal back in 2021. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, the tournament's down here. The Fun and Sun starts on December 26th at the Seminole Hard Rock uh, in uh, Hollywood. And the. Uh, Tournament up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club starts uh, January 1st. The Card Player Tour playing uh, several events there at the um, Palm Beach Kennel Club Poker Room. And uh, if I get a chance, I would like to go up and uh, check out a little bit of that out. So uh, certainly we'll do that. Joe, I guess that's going to about do it for the show for us. Uh, We do appreciate uh, being with us on the program and look forward to uh, a nice holidays for everyone, holiday season. Uh, 
we'll see what happens here at the end of the year. I don't think we're going to have the best of shows that we've produced in the last few years, but if we get a chance, we'll have some regular shows. We'll see what happens as we move down the stretch here in 2020. As far as I'm concerned, 2020 can go away and never come back, but uh, we'll see what happens. Joe, you got some stuff going on at Miami real quick? Yeah, well, like I said, trying to prepare for this tournament on a Sunday and, uh, you know, see if we could start bringing some tournament play back. So that that's my big thing. And, uh, you know, we've been doing quite well. So uh, and as we're coming, the show is coming to a close. <laughs> the interruptions that you've been getting are because I'm getting a call from work. So, OK, I'll let you go and take care of that then. Uh, Joe Costello, right, thank you as usual for all your uh, help in putting the show on. And we look forward to another show next week. Um, see what happens in 2021. I would love to get back to some uh, regular guests and some tournament coverage, but things have obviously changed. So there's a good chance that things could change on the program after the first of the year. So uh, we hope you'll uh, tune in, get a chance, tell your friends about it, pick us up on SoundCloud and all the places you get your uh, places you get your uh, podcasts on a usual basis. And you can always go to the uh, Hold'em Radio Network. You can go to the Poker Fuse podcast page and others. That's going to do it for me. We'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 